Craig. Yay, Craig. It's funny because I have a coworker named Craig. <laughs> so like, every time he walks into the room, I'm like, "Hey, it's Craig." This one time, he goes, "Thanks a lot, Captain Obvious." <laughs> Just, Yay! You're welcome. Anyway, Craig, well, we're back. Hey, we're back after the holidays, after a long break. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 it was a tough road to get here, but here we are. Yeah. Will is currently digging a splinter out of his finger. Yeah, it's kind of rough. Because wood doesn't like him. Yeah. It hurts my fingies. Yeah. Okay. We did we we did something not too long ago. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant at work. Uh um, yeah, no, we went on a hike. Mm-hmm. We got together. Me, Will, my dad, and my brother, and my uh, sister's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And I think that was it. And we uh, climbed a mountain, or yeah. hiked up a mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharp Top Mountain yep. over in uh, Bedford, I think is yeah. where it's at. So that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Very, very... Yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, none of us are like hikers, really. So, so you nope. know, something, something new. It was a new challenge, yeah. and uh, we survived, obviously, because here we are. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely a tough hike. Yeah. Uh, but it's only it a got... mile and a ha- it's only a mile and a half up, but that's kind of uh, deceiving. <laughs> Yeah, because it's probably that far up as well as forward. Yeah, it's kind of a weird situation. I believe it's a 2,900 feet gain and a mile and a half, I think is what it is. Okay, it's like Um, half a mile. I think is what the uh, statistics are. Let me see. Uh, sharp top. How much gain? Sharp top mountain is a 2.1 mile route. What? This route. Mm-hmm. Has an elevation gain of about twelve hundred and thirty feet, oh, and is rated great. as hard. Find the best walking trails near you. Pace that doesn't seem right. Duration three miles round trip, three sixty yeah. spectacular view at the top. Extremely popular trail for groups. Hmm. Yeah, I agree. Uh. The elevation gain is usually 800 feet per mile and oftentimes 1,000 feet or more per mile, which is very steep, particularly for rim hikes. A strenuous hike may include some or lots of bushwhacking. Oh, we didn't have to bushwhack nothing. Yeah. No, it was wintertime, but yeah, nah. Yeah, it was, uh, I guess it was a 1340 feet elevation from start to finish. Hmm. But I mean, we we the, felt it on, yeah. It's the second tallest mountain in the area, I believe. Hmm. Um. The next one I want to do is Flat Top. Yeah. One next to it. Mm-hmm. Right next to it. Uh, it's uh, let's see, Flat Top information. Uh, cool hike with great views from a small outcrop of rocks about 50 feet to the left of the summit. Sign, lots of small rocks under your feet. I want to know information. Uh, flat top hike. A conic peak in Virginia's Blue Ridge. Anyway, that's going to be our next trip is, uh, up flat top mountain, I think. Maybe. We might look at some other places. Uh, some other people were sending me... Um, pictures of 
all kinds of cool stuff. Oh, yeah? um, actually, if I click this button here, this button here, and this button here, uh -huh. and then I pull up over here. Uh, oh, he's doing tech stuff. Rules, marble, marble yard, I believe, is what it's called. Yeah, it's in Virginia. This thing right here. Look at this, Will. Yeah. This is uh, considered a hike or a climb. You basically oh. climb up. This one's pretty dangerous. I wouldn't do it, probably. Mm. Um, at least not for a while. But if you look at the pictures, it's called the Devil's Marble Yard. It's basically you walk up this cliff of <laughs> marble rocks. Oh, boy. And you just yeah. go all the way up to the top. Um, hmm. It's pretty interesting. There is no trail. You're literally climbing rocks the whole way up, is what I'm told. I see. Um, there's that one. Uh, Old Rag is another one. Old Rag Mountain is another mountain that people talk about in Virginia. Um, let's see, images. Pretty cool looking mountain. Yeah. So yeah, plenty of plenty of things. I'm trying to start up a new hobby. Why not make exercise part of it? It is in Virginia. Wow, look at this part of the trail. Mm hmm. This is part of the trail. Oh, and like a little crevasse. Wow. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we did some hiking. Uh, we mm -hmm. had Christmas, not together, but in general, we had Christmas between now and our last episode. We had the new year. It's now yeah. 2024. Wow. Um, lots, lots happening. Uh, for those of you who don't know, me and Chess announced... Our uh, baby on the way. Yep. To to everybody. So if you haven't heard, <laughs> either because you don't follow who you need to follow on social media, or you are living under a rock. So no, I'm just kidding. We're not that popular. But anyway, yeah, we're expecting a little kid. Uh, yeah. Going to either be a guy or a girl, because that's how it works. Hopefully not both. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently that's a thing that could actually happen. Oh, it can. It's kind of spooky to think about. But anyway. Uh, got, got two two birds with one stone. So, pretty excited about that. That thing. That thing. The baby will be due in uh, June. Middle June. of June. Yep. Yeah. So, Little baby flannel. In fact, you can <laughs> see... Behind me, Will, I have a crib set up already. Yeah. yeah it's being tested it. out with a sloth. Yep, there's a little <laughs> sloth in there that's just laying out in there, chilling. We got a crib set up. Chessie actually went out shopping today and found a whole bunch of baby clothes that were, like, marked down to 50 cents. So she hey, got a bunch good. of baby clothes. And, uh, yep. I know. I know, it's kind of hard to, to buy stuff like that until you know if it's going to be a boy or a girl. <laughs> well, there's a lot of unisex stuff you yeah, get. Like, usually, sure. like, dark, dark blues, grays, blacks, whites, reds, whites, you know, stuff like that. There's a lot of colors you can get that aren't really... Usually, it's more of, like, shirts that say stuff that you're, yeah. like, kind of like, ah, oh, that's a boy shirt or that's a girl shirt. Yeah. Or if they have, like, graphics on them. Like yeah, and something with a unicorn on it is pretty obviously a girl baby. Yeah, whereas something with like a tractor on it is pretty obviously a boy's. But most of the stuff she got was pretty much uh, gender neutral patterns and colors. So I see. And plus, you'll yeah. get people love to give baby clothes, so you'll probably get quite a bit of that. <laughs> Yeah, I think my mom's already started picking up stuff, I believe. So that's pretty cool. Mom's pretty excited. She had a pretty good reaction oh, yeah. when we did the reveal. Oh, yeah. I, first, uh, first grandkid. Yep, first grandkid on my side of the family. On Chessie's side, it's the third one, so. Okay. 
they were excited, but not right. as crazy as mom and dad were. Cause well, you know, third time around. Yeah. So I mean, they're excited. Uh, they're happy for us. Uh, Chessie side. So. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's good. Uh, dressed up as Santa Claus when I announced it, it was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. So. What else is new? Uh, Hmm. 2024. That's pretty crazy. Well, it's the first podcast of 2024. Did you know that we started this podcast two years ago? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. How many episodes has it been? If you look, you cannot see. Let's see. If you look at the analytics here. uh, Take a look-sees. I know we had right. some halves in between. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've have had uh Belgium, Sweden. Wow. These must be people using uh VPNs. It says yeah, we have probably. listeners in Belgium, Sweden, in the United Kingdom, but ninety nine percent of them are in the United States. Yeah, that's a good point. That probably is just VPNs. Um all right, so we have had let's see our first our first episode how do I oh here we go. Our first episode was posted December twenty first, twenty twenty two. Okay. Uh and it was Frogs Have What? It has fifty two plays. Which mm-hmm. is double the second episode. Chessie is uh, trying to sneak in through the door. Yeah. But isn't being very sneaky. Oh. Now she's crawling on the floor. Like a... Oh. <laughs> I mean, we don't... We won't record the video, so. Yeah, we don't record the video part. We just record the audio, so you could... Okay. <laughs> she's got the, uh... The, uh... Sonograms in her hand. Oh. I'm not sure what she's up to. Um, oh. <laughs> let's see. Going back over. Uh, so, yeah, our first episode was in December of 2022. Wow. So, that was, uh, well, I guess it was less than two years ago, but still. Um, and since then, we have made. Looks like. Uh, I wish they put a number beside them. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 35 episodes. This will be 36. Okay. So we did less than an episode a week last year. <laughs> well, we had a bit of a gap, though. Yeah. Well, if with you... getting married and everything, it kind of... Yeah. Yeah. But why not, in the spirit of New Year's, make a New Year's resolution to make a full 52 episodes? What, in the whole year? Yeah. I mean, we probably can... I've got We're already behind. Yeah. We can make it work. I gotta I gotta open up the podcast to more guests. If yeah, you're that, listening that would make you want easier. to be a guest on the Fireside Conversations podcast, the best podcast in all of Virginia, hit me up, email Fireside Conversations Podcast at gmail.com. You know, it's your boy back at you. We're gonna record episodes together all night long. Yeah. Not as anyway. long as you got a Discord, you can do it. As long as you have Discord and a and and some gumption, anything could happen. I mean, look at me. I barely talk. You just need to listen to Bryson talk for a while. So, well, or if you're a talker, you can talk too. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that's Will better. In the middle of digging out a splinter, so he's not really talking a whole lot. I mean, do I? I don't know. Do I talk that much more anyway? Though, I feel like you do some talking. Yeah. Well, I, I have an idea. What's that? What is your what are some of our favorite toppings for sandwiches? 
Favorite types like of sandwiches. Toppings for sandwiches, like or, or just any kind of sandwich. Like what kind if if you're to drop you... like I don't mean like a sub sandwich. I just mean like a sandwich. Like two slices of bread. I mean it can be nicer bread or a bun if you'd like, and not a hamburger, but just like if you're to just plop down and make a sandwich, what would you want? Well, uh I like Italian bread. Okay. Uh, which is basically just glorified white bread. Uh but I would easily substitute out Italian bread for sourdough any day of the week. Uh, okay. but it's just a little more fancy and a little more expensive. So I would say go to sandwich for sure. Freshly baked sourdough, slightly toasted. Uh right. slap some mayonnaise on both sides. Okay. Uh a Munster cheese. Mm. Um, so two mu- slices of Munster cheese because sourdough bread is wide. So you pop pop right beside each other. And then roast beef, pop pop, yeah. uh pepperoni, pop pop, salami, pop pop. Uh and uh probably like a turkey, chicken, or ham, one of those three, yeah. pop pop. And then I'd probably put some like sharp cheddar on top of that. Uh maybe mm. some pickles, lettuce, tomato, boom, slap it down, go to sandwich right there. There you go. And see, I guess for me, I tend to go for stuff that's like fairly mild. And so it's almost like when you make a sandwich, you gotta go all like really strong flavor. A really mild flavor because otherwise it'll just like overwhelm everything else. Mm-hmm. So like I usually whenever I get like a sub or something like that, it's just like turkey, lettuce, provolone, mayo, but it's like you know it's good ones and you toast it and all that. Now, because like whenever they put like tomato on that, all you can taste is just tomato. It's kind of like uh, I don't know, man. But that's a sub sandwich. If I was thinking just a sandwich. Hmm. I mean, yeah, li- lightly toasted. I don't like the the really crispy bread. Um. Probably just a bunch of different kinds of meat, like your 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 turkeys and your hams. I mean, roast beef that does sound pretty good. Um. Get some good some good crispy lettuce on there. Some iceberg lettuce probably. Uh, foot lettuce. Yeah, number 15. <laughs> um, let me think. What else on there? I don't know. Pro- pretty much like what I get with a sub, but just on a big sandwich, but stacked really high. And it's gotta be, it's gotta be heated. Like a Garfield sandwich? Just like... Kinda. Mm-hmm. But he puts like a little olive through the top, the little stick. Yeah. Yeah, but it's got to be the whole sandwich has got to be toasted, except for the mayonnaise. You don't want toasted mayonnaise, but because it makes it can take like just a regular like deli meat sandwich from like Walmart, but make it so much nicer if you just put it in the microwave and toast the bread. Yeah, where am I? Here I am. There we go. I uh, clicked off. I had a message from Daniel Nassif Wasif Habib Wasif Yusuf Bashay Morgan Elsakar. Oh. Um, but anyway, on the topic of mayonnaise, mm-hmm. I watched this guy make homemade mayonnaise. You yeah. don't really notice how much oil is in mayonnaise oh, yeah. until you watch somebody make mayonnaise. Well, I did like, hear someone say that when mayonnaise goes bad, it turns clear. Yeah. That, that would make sense if the. Uh... If it's so it, much oil in it. Yeah, it's basically like all the ingredients freaking drop out of solution. That's <laughs> what happens <laughs> when it goes bad. I uh, see. It's pretty interesting um, watching the guy make it. Basically nothing more than uh, um, lemon juice, uh, egg whites, uh, what else? Some other stuff, and then a whole bunch of oil, and it's just whipped. Mm. Whipped to perfection. Yum, yum, yum. Yep, that's crazy. Speaking of eggs, I found more eggnog at Kroger after Christmas, believe eggnog. it or not. Yeah. I haven't had eggnog in a while. 
Uh, the Kroger eggnog is really good. It's like a, it's like a creamy version. So it's like really thick. I really like the vanilla one, but they're all out of vanilla because I guess everybody likes that one. What about but yeah, cinnamon? I, mm, yeah, they didn't have a cinnamon. They have like a pumpkin, which, yeah, yeah that's my thought. That's probably kind of gross. And they have a, a low fat, which kind of defeats the whole point of the rich and creamy. <laughs> so no one's bought that one. That one's full. The whole shelf is full of the low fat eggnog. <laughs> I remember when I worked at uh, at Food Lion. Mm -hmm. um, this guy came in first thing in the morning. He bought a tub of ice cream, a bunch of snack cakes, some chips. All yeah. this junk food, a pack of cigarettes, a bottle of wine, and then he had low-fat milk. And then <laughs> the guy behind him, after that guy left, the guy behind him was like, you know, somebody would tell that guy that it's probably not the milk that's doing it to him. <laughs> yeah. Just... Probably not. <laughs> I'm watching my weight. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's the milk. It's like pouring uh regular pepsi and a diet pepsi together so you yeah get half the sugar yeah it's only half <laughs> never mind it's two cans instead of one <laughs> oh that was just funny to see oh uh, yeah yeah um uh, i got some new earbuds oh yeah uh, Do they stick in your ears? Uh, I got it for um, uh, Christmas. I just had an idea. To, what if you stuck them in your nose? Would you still know. be able to hear? Would you feel the vibration? I don't think so. Dude, you know what's weird? What? Today at work we had a uh, safety meeting about yeah. hearing. Like hearing yeah. loss and stuff like that. And it went to like extreme details on how the ear works. Yeah. Now that's some like intricate like oh yeah crazy like i knew about the eardrum and stuff but yeah, i didn't know about like the three bones the freaking the, thing filled with water that has tiny the little the yeah. tiny little uh hairs that are inside mm -hmm. of your dude it's crazy so much and like when your hearing loss goes bad because the like vibrations apparently like mess up the little follicles and everything that yeah it's, it's like so intricate and oh, that yeah. kind of makes me wonder a lot more on how do cochlear implants work. Oh, yeah. You might want to explain to the people why that's interesting to you. Oh, because, oh, yeah. Well, my brother and sister are both deaf. Uh, they're twins. And recently they got uh, cochlear implants. So um, my sister recently got hers turned on. Um, so she's hearing uh, and trying to learn what she's hearing and stuff like that. Whilst my brother just had his surgery and will be getting them turned on in, I think it's 24 days from now, I think. Hmm. Um, I think it's on the 28th. So then he'll be going through the process of figuring out what he's hearing and figuring out how to talk and stuff like that. So. Uh, it's gonna be, gonna be uh, probably a long while before they can 100%, uh, if if at all, before they can 100%, you know, hear or understand slash speak. Um, but it's yeah. just so interesting because you know, the way I thought of it before was like your ear was like a speaker, like a fancy <laughs> speaker. Where, like, yeah. you turn it on and, like, the, the middle part bounces around. I always thought the middle part was, like, your eardrum. And that's just how it works. Vibration went in, bounced off your eardrum into your brain, and ba-boom. But no, this is just, like, completely intricate. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. Like, it's just weird. I don't know. There's really no other words for it. Like, I was pretty, like surprised when i saw that in the video oh yeah and um then it like travels through a tube to your brain like what how does mm -hmm. it how do our brains even intake sound like it's just I don't know. so like it's like well, so many steps between 
Um, oops, what did I do? How do I go back? Uh oh. Well, it's uh, I mean, it's very sim. It's very similar with sight because all light is is just weird little vibrations in a electromagnetic field. So it's like it's our brains that like turn it all into like colors and things that we can comprehend. So otherwise, it's just a bunch of weird noise. Let's see. Images. Images. Just Images. so you know, I can't see the video stream that you were showing me. <laughs> I was just humoring you for the sake of the audience. Oh, uh, you got to click on to it. Oh, I got to hit watch. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, that. There you go. Look at this. Um, all right, so this is a this is this is a cochlear implant. Oh, okay. so it basically bypasses the eardrums. Mm. Bypasses those three fancy little bones. Huh. And goes right into the cochlea. Hmm. With implant electrodes. Okay. Uh, so the receiver is on the inside of the skull, or no, inside of the skin. Oh, it doesn't really. Wait, I thought it went into the skull. I'm confused. Transmitter, uh -huh. processor. So the processor is, I think, the part that goes inside her ear, and it goes up into the process, a uh, transmitter into the receiver. Ah, uh, let's see. Cochlea. Uh -huh. uh, how do I? Oops. Keep accidentally. I want to zoom in. This is just very just interesting. I wish I there was a way to like. Uh, how do I? Oh, yeah, here we go. There you go. Whoa! Look at that. Yeah. Whoa. So look describe for the people what you're seeing. Oh, how do I? How do I scroll over? Where's the? Where's the? Left to right scroll. I feel like I'm watching like my mom try to learn how to use how a new did... phone. I guess there you go. I so describe what you're seeing. All right. So it has a picture. Yeah. Of the. Uh, dude, this is kind of annoying. All the ear stuff. Of the ear stuff. Yeah. So it shows the uh, cochlea, which basically looks like a conch. Mm -hmm. Like a conch, so. Yeah. yeah. And it's got like this um, auditory nerve that's basically connected all throughout the different layers mm -hmm. and instead of it being i guess fluid in there or whatever it is in the con in there they've put this they coil a uh electrode thing in there that fires off the sound waves hmm. i guess is what it looks like does that does that look pretty pretty much right to what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, when you think about how a microphone works, it, it's kind of, it sounds like it's kind of the same idea where the vibration uh, causes the vibration of the sound against like the little uh, like membrane within a microphone causes electrical signal to come out and go through the wire. So mm -hmm. it seems like our ear is kind of the same idea, just far more advanced, I would imagine. And organic science, science. The thing is, a, a a speaker is just the opposite of that. So you know, if you like put the right, um, if you put the right uh, signal through like a like a speak uh, a microphone, you could actually get like sound coming out of it as well. Oh, it's kind of like how like a a generator and a motor are just the same thing. It's just whether you put power into it or whether you get power out whoa cybernetic eye oh yeah artificial organs wow yeah anyway yeah, that's pretty cool yeah. that is really cool how that works biomedical engineering mm -hmm. i could have done that they did that over at vcu yeah. but i don't like the squishy parts so i decided against that you, know, you probably wouldn't have liked where I've been for the past couple days. Where have you the been? School of Liberty University. They have uh, the School of Medicine. Yeah. Uh, and inside said School of Medicine, 
There is a uh, cadaver lab. Oh, jeez. Which, for those of you who are uh, ignorant to what a cadaver is, it's a dead body, essentially. Yep. When you get your driver's license and you check the box to, like, donate your body for science, that's, that's what that means. So basically, it's a lab filled with these, uh, and actually, they have, like, these metal coffins, stainless steel coffins. Oh, jeez. That they're in, and uh, then the bodies are in there, and they're all, like, preserved and stuff, and it's, I've only seen parts of the bodies before. I've never, like, gone in there and looked at the bodies, but you can see through the window when they're working in there, and they basically look like they're working on a pile of beef jerky. Kind of, kind of gross. So apparently they have uh, tags on them that tell you their name, their age, and how they died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> to humanize them, I guess. Uh. So it's not like they're just working on a corpse. Um. Yeah. So it's pretty interesting, and kind of, kind of messed up too. Kind of gross, but, to you see. know. For somebody who's not used to seeing that kind of stuff, it is kind of weird. Yeah. But the kids that are going there for that kind of stuff, I mean, they're going to be seeing, seeing stuff like that day in, day out. That's kind of like when Chase and Elena would talk about them having to move dead bodies when they used to work in the doctors and, and like, the gases would release and make noises and stuff. It was like... Yeah. Or, like, them talking about working on people or... <laughs> Other people that we know who are like in that field talking about how they had to do CPR on somebody early in the morning, and it's just like, man, that's just yeah. crazy. I couldn't be in that work environment, too stressful for me. Oh, I, I could know. probably get past all the squeamish stuff eventually, but yeah, it definitely takes somebody with a, a heart for that kind of thing. Yeah, you um, got to be passionate about it. Yeah, there's a, a lot of respect to all the, the medical people out there. Because, oh, <laughs> yeah. I uh, I couldn't do it, that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, I passed out just when I cut my own finger one time. I not cut it off. I just, I, I accidentally, like, cut it and I had to get stitches. And just that made me pass out. Like, was it a thing where you were, you know, like, uh, blood, and he no. passed out? Or was it like, oh, yeah, this is, this, I cut myself, no big deal. Yeah, I was, I was just like, oh, you know, okay, whatever. Because, you know, I've, I've cut myself before at work and stuff, like, nothing terrible. Not as bad as you have, but, uh. <laughs> well, we don't talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you even got to be a superstar. You got to be on our quarterly meeting. <laughs> that was so annoying. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, I was just like, oh, I'll go wipe it off. You know, I felt fine. So I got up, went to the bathroom and I was, I was washing it. And then once I washed it, you, you know, the blood starts flowing more. And then I, I was looking at it and I noticed like, oh, that's, uh, that's pretty deep. And then I felt a little fuzzy. And then I woke up on the floor with my mom like, well, are you okay? And so, so yeah, I didn't feel it coming, but, uh, that's a warning for anybody, like, if you do accidentally cut yourself, I don't know, it's something about your brain seeing your own blood come out, that it, it like, just shuts itself off. So, be careful. I'm so uh, used to seeing myself bleed, though, so I don't think that will ever happen. I've yeah, cut I don't... myself pretty deep at work, I've, you know, had a dog bite clear through my hand one time, and, uh, yeah. It was. I think that time that the dog bit me in my hand was probably the closest I've ever gotten to passing out. But after I kind of processed what happened and kind of came to terms with the fact that, you know, it happened, it all yeah. it all came back before anything happened. Yeah. It, yeah. Good times. Good it was times. The it was like the weirdest experience just like because i had never passed out before so it's just like it all went a little fuzzy like it didn't feel bad i didn't feel like i hit anything i just felt fuzzy and then i woke up and i was lying on my back on the floor <laughs> on the bathroom floor 
And now I'm laying on the cold, hard ground. Oh! <laughs> yeah, it makes me wonder. I wonder how hard I hit the ground when I did that. <laughs> I don't think too bad, because I was standing, like, against... I was standing towards the sink, and then I woke up laying down sideways against the sink with my back on the ground. So I must have rolled when I... I must have, like, rolled off of the uh, the counter or something like that. Dude, so my arms like might have bleed all over the floor. Huh? Did you get blood all over the floor? No, it wasn't. I mean, it was it wasn't that bad, but it was just like a fairly I was using an exacto knife, so it was fairly deep, but yeah. Yeah. No more knives for you. Uh, as I'm using a little needle to poke this uh <laughs> this splinter out of my finger. The worst part about getting cut at work is the safety guy makes you feel like a child. Oh, yeah. Like, show us what you did wrong. Now <laughs> you're never going to do that again, are you? No. I can't make any boy. promises. I don't make That's... promises I can't keep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, whenever he asked me if I wanted to get stitches, I'm like, is that going to make it an OSHA or portable? He goes, yeah, probably. And I'm like, all right, we'll stay here then. Super yeah, glue good. and duct tape. It's fine. That's what, I, that's what he's like. He's like, well, here's the thing. You probably should really get stitches in this thing. I'm like, well, could you just do super glue and we'll call it a day? And he's like, yeah, that'll be fine. So that's what we did. Yeah. Super glue. And I went on about my day at work. Yeah. And of course, you can always like go back later and like if you just went home and got stitches. Now, I know you yeah. didn't, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm too stubborn to go to the doctor. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, you can kind of see. Well, I don't know if you can see it on the camera. Yeah, probably you not. Kind of see it right here. How it looks like a little bump right here. Oh uh, yeah. From where it healed, kind of like eh. This yeah. finger has it too. Where oh, it healed, kind of. It happened yeah. on two different fingers. One was when I was a kid. I was sharpening a pencil. I don't even know how I did it, but I sliced right into my finger dude and i get panicked and i went to the bathroom i started running it over cold water and i was like dad i just want to make it stop i didn't want to get in trouble but i don't know how to make the bleeding stop i know yeah yeah i know i mean stitches will make it cleaner but they leave a mark as well like on my scar, I can see some spots where the stitches were. Mm. Also, I've had... You haven't... Have you ever had stitches? I have not. I've had it like five times at this point. <laughs> uh, I've a, had stitches five times. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Is it five? Is it six? I don't uh, even remember. I remember the first time you were trying to say how many times you had stitches and you held up like 12 fingers <laughs> I was like what a little concerned about the 12 yeah you know happens yeah um it is possible yeah yeah I was a clumsy kid that's part of why I didn't really play much sports because I, I just sucked at it <laughs> though working right. in the shop has made my hand-eye coordination better so now That's I've gotten good. a lot better at like catching the football and stuff like that. All right. I'm going to read the verse of the day. Okay. Because why not? Yeah. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on, firm, on a firm footing. This is Psalms 143.10. Okay. Pop quiz. Who was Psalms written by? Mostly by David, but some are written by other people, such as some of the musicians that served under him, and I think other people as well, but mostly David. Mostly King David. Mm-hmm. Yep. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God, my gracious... May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Um... Good verse. Mm-hmm. A prayer we should all be praying. Because yeah. you are never never too old or never too young 
for God to teach you or for you to be taught to do God's will and not your own. In fact, mm -hmm. it's probably easier the younger you are than it is for mm -hmm. the older you are. Because the older you are, the more you've already gotten set in your ways and you've got all these different stresses and things about right. you that get in the way of uh, following Jesus and God. So Yeah. Um, well, that might be another another reason why God says that, like, you know, when he, when, like, they're saying, oh, you know, shoo away all the kids, he, he's busy, and he's like, no, bring them to me, uh, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you're like one of these little children, and that might be another reason why, is because, like you're saying, with all of the, uh, when you're old, you're set in your ways and stubborn, but when you're younger, you, you just, you're more receptive and you listen more generally. <laughs> I mean, I you work with kids, so I know that's not always the case, but in in general. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I mean, you think about it. As a kid, you're learning to walk, you're learning to talk, you're learning mm -hmm. what routines and habits and stuff like that. So if you make it a habit to talk to God, to read your Bible and stuff while you're young, and, and uh, I think, that's kind of like why I feel like youth ministry is so important and mm -hmm. not to say that any other ministry isn't because obviously it's equally as important, but I feel like uh, there's a lot of people that I've talked to, especially recently at my new job who don't have youth ministry in their churches and they mm -hmm. kind of see it as one of those things that, you know, God calls us to talk to everybody, not just the youth. And it's like, yeah, but you know, youth youth have a different mindset than than old people you know they're not gonna yeah. sit through an old person sermon mm -hmm. and not you know they're not gonna get anything out of it and yeah. that, that just kind of sets them back even further whereas yeah. if you get them in their own service that's catered towards how their brains work and you know get them actually learning and involved uh at that young age it could really help them out uh in their future yeah and you you gotta think about it kind of like from a culture perspective like if you go to like some different country and start trying to tell them all about your your american traditions like fourth of july and thanksgiving and all this and they have no idea what you're talking about you're not gonna like impact them at all like mm -hmm. you know if you're using those as examples when you're talking about god and then the same way with kids, like kids or, or teens, like they live in a, a different world uh, that we can often kind of forget about as we get older. And so, mm. you know, you got to think about it from like, it's the same message, but how do I appeal to, to that culture? And it's like, not appeal to it, but how do I connect to that in ways right. that are, are useful for that? Like how Jesus... When he was on Earth, he used a lot of examples in terms of of agriculture and farming and all that. But for, <clears throat> excuse me, because like you know, at that time, that's how everybody lived. You know, they all lived off of the land for the most part. But for us today, a lot of us we kind of miss the significance of a lot of the uh, the examples he'd give because you know we don't we don't do that. We don't we don't kill any animals for the most part. We don't harvest anything and so you know you gotta think about how do you how do you connect to that to that culture and where they are and so you know right when when someone says that like oh well we need to tell we need to tell everybody about about god not just kids or not just teens youth and it's like well i would argue that by only doing a normal like adult really adult service you're you are not teaching to everybody right so. yeah i agree i agree that, that, yeah and that's not to say that you shouldn't have things that are like a family event or a family services where everyone gets together right well like, yeah, you can kind of see like yeah. uh before i left Southside, you could see that that's where they were going with it they were you know implementing more family related things because then you don't want to get to a point where it is completely separate you want to have some sort yeah. of crossover because uh in reality i mean we are all one big family uh both spiritually and you know just here on earth you know 
We yeah. have individual families, of course, but really we are one family all together. So you don't want to make it to where, oh, the kids are over here, the adults are over here, the teens are over here, you know, and nobody's really talking to each other because then when you start to get to the point where they meet, like, you know, kids going from elementary school to middle school, that's like mm-hmm. a completely whole nother world. Or, you know, yeah. high school is graduating into adult life. That's a whole yeah. nother world. If you get to the point where you've got cold breaks between those points, more so I would say in the high school or uh, to young adult life, then, yeah. you know, you're going you're gonna to find yourself with people who aren't really involved anymore. They kind of lose their way because they – there is a big gap I would say between those age groups, uh, yeah, and what they're learning. So it's important to kind of keep relationships growing in those different uh, age groups, or mm-hmm. you know, cross cross those different age groups. Like that's why I think it's important to have high schoolers help out with, you know, little kids or have mm-hmm. uh, you know old people come in and work with younger people because you want to have crossover relationships like some of my best friends in life are really not people who i was in a small group with but my leaders you know Mm. like me and larry williams me and jay morgan jerry john Mm. all those people i feel like i have more relationships with uh people of that age than i do with people my own age or in my small group like, I yeah. can tell you, there's actually nobody in my friend group that I talk to from my middle school group. Like, besides a once a year, I see them around. They come home, visit Southside. Or, well, you know, when I went to Southside, you know, yeah. they would show up and I'd be like, oh, hey, there's so-and-so. And I'd go say hi to them. But besides that, there's nobody that was in my uh, middle school small group that I talked to. Uh, high school uh, is probably where I made the most friends and uh, where most of my friends that I still have today came from. You know, yeah, you were in my group one year, I believe. Uh, I think so. Right before you took off out of high school. Um, and then, you know, Daniel and. Uh, well, Chase was my high school leader in middle school. Oh, really? Well, so, oh, wow. It's kind of funny how he ended up being my best man. Um, because we didn't talk a whole lot when I was in middle school. I talked to him a little bit more when I was in high school, but I didn't really start talking to him, talking to him till I became, you know, I graduated and we started leading a group together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now we're like best buds, you know, same like me and you. I mean, we we're oh, yeah. best friends, you know, we mm-hmm. people who lead together, you know, they, they be friends forever. Yeah. Yeah, when you both have like a shared a shared mission that you're trying to to work a shared towards. trauma. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So all that to say is, you know, it's that verse. Uh, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the sooner you make that your priority and your prayer, I feel like the better off your life overall will be. Yeah, and, you know, no point is really too late. But obviously, I feel like the younger you are, uh, yeah, the better off you'll be. Yeah, well, if nothing else, just so that you can avoid a lot of the the hurt that comes from trying to do things your own way, or whatever right. the world tells you to do. Right. Because then the you hurt, will have some uh, shared trauma with a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, yeah. yeah, and that wow. it does help. Well, you got anything else to add before we wrap up? I can see the splinter, but it's not coming out. Oh. It hurts. I don't like it. Will has been digging out the splinter for the entirety of this podcast. I'm We're going to call like... this the splinter cast. Yeah. I'm using like a safety pen to try to like poke at it and peel back a little bit of skin. So I'm not like just sticking my finger, but... I don't know, man. Uh, it's rough. We'll add that to the prayer list today. Yeah. Thank um, you. Uh, 
if you don't have anything else to add, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this thing up with a with a prayer. All right. All right. If you will divert your focus from the splinter into the <laughs> words of Jesus, mm. uh, as we bow our heads, dear God, thank you for today, and thank you for uh, safety. Um, as I was working outside a lot today in this treacherous cold weather, uh, so thank you for for safety in that. Um, thank you for uh, giving us another day on this beautiful earth that you have created and that since moving out to the mountains, I get to see more and more of uh, just some of the crazy things that you created when you made this planet that we live on. Um, things that, you know, just don't really seem by accident, you know. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, we pray for Will Splinter that he can get that thing out of there, and because uh, we know that you care about the little things, even if it is just a tiny itty bitty splinter uh, in, in in our fingers. So we pray for pray for that. Uh, we pray for uh, people who are listening, God, that they get something from this. Hopefully, something positive. And uh, more importantly, that they heard your words through your verse that we read today and that they take that to heart and make it an everyday thing, um, that they seek your will and not their own, and that they let your spirit guide them through their life, uh, basically, until they come to you. Um, thank you for everything you do, everything you will do, and keeping us safe and keeping us going. We ask all this and we pray this all in your name. Amen. Amen. Yeah, thank you. No problem. We are going to say goodbye to everybody Bye. listening. We hope Bye, you enjoyed. Uh, we're going to say goodbye Bye. to Craig and, Bye. and all that cool stuff. So hope you guys yeah. enjoyed. This has been the Fireside Conversations podcast. We'll catch you guys in the next one. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye.